if you no longer go for a gap that exists, you're no longer a racing driver. Oh, that was so good to listen to some of those high revving V8s, right? I mean, we got to bring those back, right, guys? Yep. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I know it sounds like a broken record, but yeah, please bring them back. Oh, I mean, they, the noise they sound is uncomparable. So, I mean, it's just amazing how loud those cars were, and just just how it, just how good it sounds, uh, even even when you watch uh, an old race. Because here we're talking about Imola two thousand eight, uh, and it's just amazing how good those V eight sounds. So yeah, yeah. we got to get those back in the next but, era. But and the cars, like, even though we know like they are smaller. They sound so much bigger, right? Because yeah. the yep. construction is different. The camera angles are different. The, the tires are just beasts. You know, those shredded tires, like so much fun yeah. watching yeah. those, those yeah. cars. Well, Seems to last a hell of a lot longer than modern day tires. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, so we, we watched the Italian GP from 2008 and uh it took place on september 14th 2008 and uh some of the notable things that were going on in the world right now well the the biggest thing when you when you google september 2008 is going to be the global financial crisis um so the dow had dropped 500 points uh the the day after and uh it was the largest one day drop in six years and then two weeks later uh, it drops another 778 points. Uh, LK, I know at the time uh, you were so poor, you didn't know uh, that all of this was going on. So, you know, did, do you have any memories from that? I do. I almost lost my job, actually. Uh, yeah, it was a, a fun time, fun, fun times. Um, but, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it ended up being a global crisis, like you said, but starting in the US, I was here already, and it was, like, tough to see a lot of things going on. Uh, I, 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 I was lucky in a sense that I was not that much of a poor that you tried to portray, but I didn't own much. So to me, I wasn't affected. You know, I didn't have a mortgage. So that didn't affect me as much, but seeing people like just like getting fucked, you know, those stuff. Yeah, Jamie, what about you? Was there any effect from the global crisis from you? No, we didn't have it down here, eh? Like our government tried to play it up like we were work because they wanted an excuse to give everyone a thousand dollars. But <laughs> when you look at the market, we were we were kind of unaffected, and I didn't get that money anyway. So I was apparently oh. too young, even though I was eighteen and had been in the workforce since or I was too rich, too rich, maybe <laughs> too young to get the money. No, no, no. They had a cut off a certain point where you had to have been eighteen, and mm. yeah, I was off by like thirty one days or something like that. So. Fuck them, lucky, but you know, yeah. lucky it was good. It was yeah, lucky. It was okay for us. So. <laughs> Well, How about uh, you, Jason? Uh, I yeah, was I was in school, so uh, it, it, I had no idea what was going on. Of uh, so the, the, the lost American tuition was still due, though. That, that's, <laughs> they, they, they didn't give us a break on that. Right. Well, in, in other international news, uh, the international regulators allowed India to purchase nuclear. Uh, fuel. So uh, shout out to our man Alistair uh, on that. But there was the condition that they could only use it for uh, civilian purposes. So, uh, that, but ask so that, Alistair if they follow through that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, our man on the scene. We'll have him. We'll have him check out and see. 
another uh, interesting news: the, the, the construction of the Spring Temple Buddha was completed on uh, September first, so just two weeks before the race. Uh, it made it made it the tallest statue in the world at 128 meters, uh, which I had to look up is 420 <laughs> feet. <laughs> is, so is that the one? I didn't know that means. That's not the one in, in Thailand, right? That's the one in chi China. Right? In China, yeah. Okay. yeah. And nice. uh, on September 28th, SpaceX, they launched uh, Falcon 1, which became the first private spacecraft uh, to be launched into orbit. So uh, spacecraft, uh, uh, private spacecraft gets on the board uh, through SpaceX and uh, Jamie's man, Elon Musk. That, that's interesting because I didn't know that was so early, like so yeah. much time ago that they, they had launched the first one. I mean, yeah, yeah it feels like you, it's just been like the last five or six years. He's I know, yeah, it. it's interesting to, to see that. Good, good tidbit. All right, okay. Uh, yeah. maybe, maybe let us know uh, what was going on in uh, qualifying. Uh, so they had a, a wet qualifying uh, session. So, what, what yeah. are some of the highlights from qualifying? Yeah, so this uh, race was actually interesting because prior to Italy, they, they had a uh, spot and there was a controversy about Lewis uh, being disqualified for illegally pass, passing Raikkonen. Uh, one what, of the what last... Was, yeah, what so was the illegal one of the, one of the last turns, uh, as Lewis was passing Raikkonen, he, he cut through the chicane uh, and and he uh, barely gave the position back to Raikkonen. But because, because he, he was... The, the allegation was because he was better positioned through the angle of cutting the chicane and he was just barely behind Raikkonen. He had an advantage because right up, right on the next corner, he passed Raikkonen again. So basically he let Raikkonen pass in the middle of the straight, uh, on the new lap and passed, uh, Raikkonen right on the first turn. And, and uh, the stewards, uh, just thought it was a illegal move. A lot of drivers actually agree with that. Some didn't. Yep. So it was a, a little bit of a controversy. And actually, after that, there came out a regulation that if something like this happens and you illegally pass someone, you need to wait at least two corners uh, yeah. or one corner to 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 try again. Right. right. So you can't, least, you can't yeah. attack immediately. You have, yeah, to, exactly. you have to wait. Okay. Yeah. So that was the like leading up to the 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 weekend race. The race weekend that was the the big controversy uh, that also allowed actually Lewis to lose a lot of points because Massa. Uh, Either won or was second in his spot, so he was pretty close to to Lewis and on the championship. Um, in terms of qualities, there was a lot of rain, heavy rain, and mm -hmm. something back then that like the broadcasting uh, team was all, always talking about that in the entire fucking quality was that it had not rained in Monza in the past seventeen years or, or something like that. So mm -hmm. it was pretty rare at that point uh, for Monza uh, to to have a, a rainy weekend. Uh, but in terms of qualities, you know, like, obviously, we know Seb got first, but, you know, there wasn't much going on with the exception of a few, you know, lead drivers like Lewis that missed actually Q3. He started in, in 15th, uh, one position behind Raikkonen. Uh, Lewis's uh, new teammate for that year was Kovalainen, and he, he was actually doing one second faster than, than Lewis in the entire session. So people were like praising him. Uh, he was showing a lot of potential, which never realized, but people were like on him. He was like basically fighting that, that first position with Vettel. Um, 
Novato did uh, qualified first on both Q, Q2 and obviously Q3. He was definitely the surprise of the day. He yeah. drove the, 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 the race, the, the car very well. I honestly didn't remember that he actually qualified in pole. I thought he won the race because of those circumstances. But it was nice to, to remember that he, he actually did it all, right? He, he got pole. He won the race. I think, I think he was even fast in practice too, right? Because it, it was kind of wet the whole weekend. I think even in, in practice, uh, at least FP1 and 2, I, I thought he did really well um the whole weekend so like because even um a lot of the drivers were talking about str were really on top of their game this yeah. particular weekend that you know they really brought some speed for sure it wasn't yeah. a fluke it wasn't a fluke for it, sure it really. was and and like say what you want that team that team was uh used to be minority right so mm-hmm. they they, they, yep. they are italian team they were running ferrari engines so they are uh, they were an all uh italian team and it was their backyard, right? Uh, quote unquote, yeah, backyard. So I think they knew what they were doing. I think that was the, their best shot of trying something. But a lot of people were praising that car. Like some were saying that they were the fourth in the grid behind uh, McLaren, Ferrari, and um, uh, Williams. So, you know, the, the, they were doing something with that car. But you know, aside of that, there was an expectation of no, no rain on Sunday. So some cars had dry setup, and I think that's why Lewis and Raikkonen were so down uh, on the order. Yeah. Uh, Massa qualified in sixth, so that you know, ha- helped him a lot, theoretically, to fight for the championship. Uh, but yes, a lot of drivers going down the list. Heidfeld had a good qualifying as well, but that didn't translate in the race. Yeah, you know, a lot of the hype was that uh, Massa was going to to make up a lot of points uh, at yep. this race, right? Mm-hmm. That Hamilton yep. was going to get stuck uh, in in all of the traffic, and the conditions weren't really ideal for uh, for him to make up a lot of spaces. So Massa was going to pick up a lot of points, and this was going to catapult him to the to the last uh, few races of the year and potentially to uh, the drivers' championship. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a, a big miss by by Massa for sure. Uh, to not capitalize on, uh, on on what happened here, but um, so Jamie, uh, so we we see the the race uh, about to begin. You know, maybe tell tell us, you know, what are the, some of the things that that caught your eye? What are, what did you see and hear um, that uh, that that were you were interested in? So they 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 were very shocked that the Toro Rosso was that far up on the grid. That was one thing that I mean. I think it was his 22nd race. So he'd been around. He'd done some pretty good things in, in the year before. We did a previous one from Canada, 07, which resulted in him getting a chance in a car the next race. And, you know, he showed how good he was, and that's what guaranteed his spot. So we knew he was good. So they're surprised to see that in that car he was where he was, which, you know, on pole is a big surprise for Retire Rosso. Um, the engine noises, again, it's just something you just – Anyone who's just getting into Formula One now needs to go back and watch all these races because the yep. noises back then were a thousand times better than what they are now. Yep. It, names that, you know, I, I kind of forgot, you know, that were racing as I was coming through, like Yano Truly was a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that Heidfeld was still in the field at this time. Um, Nico Rosberg and Williams. Glock. I forgot yeah, that he Timo was. Glock. <laughs> yeah, Glock. Yeah. I totally forgot that Rosberg had raced a Williams. So that was yeah. like a, oh, shit, yeah, he was in a Williams. So, you know, <laughs> this was almost where I think the fracturing of Re- Lewis Hamilton and Rosberg's relationship sort of started because they got into <laughs> each other during the race. So, you know, just, <laughs> they're, they're fierce competitors, good mates apparently, but uh, this is where I think it all started. 
Yeah, even even I think they mentioned it uh, in the race. You know that they had they had uh, grown up together and raced before, yeah. and uh, when when they have the the run in, you know. Uh, well, you... Bear, bear in mind that like this was the the year that Lewis won the, his first championship. He wasn't yeah, that yeah. known yet. You know, yeah, that, yeah. there was a lot of tidbits about Lewis uh, on the race, yeah. uh, like like growing up with Rosberg and other things. And like you said, Jason, like for him starting the the, the race so. Uh, far back on the grid and making up positions. It was a great display of, you know, his talents mm-hmm. and uh, he really wanted to fucking win that championship. You know, he didn't want to at least give a lot of points to Massa and, you know, he ended up uh, finishing one position behind Massa. So uh, yeah. he did, yeah. definitely did damage control in the race. Damage control, exactly. Well, you know, some of the other things uh, from, from the season 2008. So this was uh, the first year without traction control since 2001. So here you get to see a wet race, no traction control. Mm-hmm. There was some concern going into it, you know, how, how the teams would be able to handle it, how the drivers would, would fare. Um, this was the last season of, of grooved tires. Um, so, you know, they went to, to all slicks uh, after this for the, no, for the dry weather tires. And then um, it's the last season Honda as a constructor. Um, they don't come back until 2015 as an uh, engine supplier. So this was their last uh, time fielding a, a works team. And uh, an interesting thing about 2008, it was the first time in F1 history that all the teams used their same two drivers the whole season. Uh, so let's hope that that doesn't hold true in yeah. 2021. <laughs> but uh, let's hope that we get some changes in there. <clears throat> it's very, very interesting, right? That, uh, that it's so common for teams to change drivers. Well, at least it yeah. was back in the day. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a very interesting point, and also, and we, we you, did, you had the Super Aguri team actually quit after right. I think seven or eight races, something like that. They they ran out of money and just stopped fielding a, a team. Can we talk about the 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 broadcast? Yes, oh. <laughs> how awful they were! <laughs> <laughs> so awful. <laughs> hey, but at first least of they all. had graphics. Okay, did, uh, yeah, they, yeah, you could actually see who, you know, who was in the room. Yeah, <laughs> but like they, 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 they all suffered. Brando, uh, Crofty, they all suffered from bipolar disorder because they didn't know if they called Vettel Vettel yep. or Vettel or yep. whatever they wanted. Like well, it was after, so fucking cringy. To, to after after this, race. after this race, it was Vettel. What? What? No. <laughs> okay, no. Never. Mind. I was the rainmaster. The, the rainmaster. <laughs> but yeah, the, the announcing announcing is so bad. So I mean, they they refused to admit that Seb had a legitimate shot at winning this race, and he was on pole. Right. Yep. Right. I mean, he he's on pole, and they're they're saying, oh yeah, maybe he'll get a podium. And then as the race went on, they slowly come to the realization that you know he's he's in the best position. I mean, there's there's just complete focus. On Hamilton, I mean, Jamie. I know that that excited you. The the focus on Hamilton, yep. uh, the, yep. the whole race. That would it was constant. Like it was him moving through the field. Like oh, he's finally found his breaking points, and now look at him. And it was true. Like once he got past Raikkonen, he just blew past the rest of the field. And yeah, or, but but uh, a lack of rain sort of towards the end of the race kind of cost him at, le- at least a spot on the podium, maybe a chance for the win, but. It was definitely but as a I'll Hamilton give, fan. <laughs> I'll give them that in the beginning, it's hard to 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 predict a Vettel win, right? Because you yeah, know yeah. it was a, a smaller team; it was raining. Like every anything could happen. But yeah, 
towards the middle to the end of the race, they kept insisting on Hamilton yep. miraculously doing something. They were actually wishing for no rain or rain or whatever it was. Yep. So the, the the pits would come in and Hamilton would, would take over. Oh, it was a pathetic display of fanboys. Absolutely. Oh, and, that, that was bad. And this, you know, this is the era of uh, fuel refueling, right? Yeah. As well, so that, so they kept blaming so it on, oh, we we don't know, yeah. you know, how much fuel teams yeah. are getting. So they, yeah, willfully uh, disregarding uh, Seb winning this race. It's yeah. really frustrating. I would recommend if anybody rewatches this race, just watch it on mute. I mean, you'd be better <laughs> off but the to noises. not listen. Yeah, listen for the car noises. But like when you hear a human speak, just turn it, turn it right <laughs> off. I mean, they they are they get confused on the strategy. They have no idea where what Massa and Hamilton are doing at the towards the end of the race. It, it's complete yeah. garbage. And and then and again, the complete focus on Hamilton. Right? Yeah. They they refuse to mm. give Seb the credit that uh, that he was due uh, throughout the race. But. And Jamie, you mentioned um, uh, that once uh, Lewis passed through Raikkonen, he he blew through the uh, the grid, and that was true. Yeah. However, you guys remember Raikkonen had just signed an extension with Ferrari, yeah. right? He he was the the the, the actual uh, champion, right? Reigning the, champion, the reigning yeah, champion. right, yeah. And and there was this whole controversy that uh, Alonso wanted that seat, Ferrari wanted Alonso, but things didn't work out, so they extended Raikkonen one more year, so he was guaranteed for uh, twenty nine, uh, two thousand and nine. But the the kind of the point was that he had to play second driver to Massa because Massa had the best shot at winning a back-to-back title for Ferrari. And he accepted, you know, I think the, the controversy was more um, Alonso not getting to that seat. And Alonso was completely talking openly about wanting that seat. So it was a interesting dynamic of what was going on. But my original point was that Raikkonen as a second driver completely failed to to hold oh, yeah. uh, Hamilton uh, during the yeah. race, yeah. like Hamilton yeah. just basically got into uh, Raikkonen's back, and after one or two laps, he just blew past him. Yeah, I, I don't I don't want to get into it. It doesn't seem like much of a controversy to me, though, because they had no choice. I mean, the guy just won the drivers' championship. You have to to give him an extension. I mean, I, everybody recognized Alonso would would be great, uh, but. You can't just disregard a driver's championship like that. Right? Yeah, I don't know. especially a hard, a hard fought one. Like he, 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 he had did. to work for that one. It wasn't, it wasn't one just point. given to him. You know, he did. Yeah. But like, can we all agree that was pretty bland, right? Like Raikkonen winning was pretty bland because he definitely, he totally winning won on the last race because uh, yeah. Hamilton broke down, right? Yeah. Even Alonso had a, a, a like on the like. But the bettings, right? Alonso had a better shot at winning than than uh, than yeah. Raikkonen. So it was pretty bland. And, and the, this championship was like Massa was. I don't I don't know if he was the hometown favorite, but he did speak the language. You know, like his heritage was Italian, so the team liked him. The team wanted him to win, and that's why they they, they tried to secure you know Raikkonen to, to play second driver. But you know, you saw Williams uh, firing. Uh, or, or letting uh, Damon Hill go back on the day because they wanted Bill to, to be the, the number one. I mean, so there was, uh, you know, cases in the past where the the, the, the teams just called the, the best driver they thought was available. And to me, 
Alonso on that 2009 Ferrari would greatly help them develop the car. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I think it was a missed opportunity. I was actually reading just to, 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 you know, conclude this, the uh, you know, highlights that Alonso was top, uh, the top driver that Red Bull wanted for the 2009 season. However, he decided actually to, for the 2008, for the season that he was in, but he decided to go back to Renault because of Flavio Briatore. Hmm. Uh, so much of a relationship they had that he trusted on him instead of trusting, you know, Red Bull's project with Adrian Yu and all of that. Right. So right. imagine if Alonso was at, at Red Bull developing <laughs> that car. You know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So uh, yeah, it's it's interesting how he played out, you know, and and how things went. But you know, yeah, Raikkonen was playing second driver, didn't start. His job too well. <laughs> well, in in, in other uh, pre-race uh, drama, we we have uh, Seb's teammate, so Sebastian Bourdais. His oh, car star yeah. stalls on the grid, and I, so from my perspective, I mean, he's, Bourdais was an excellent driver in IndyCar. I mean, he just went out and dominated the the series. Yeah. So, like, there was a lot of hope that he could translate to, to F1, and then he just has a pathetic F1 career. Like, absolutely pathetic. No, <laughs> like, I don't I don't even know of any bright spots that he had. It's just awful. Yes. He wasn't that good. He lasted, what, a season and a half? Or is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe in just one season, I think. Uh, yeah, so it was, not not good at all. Yeah, I was I was uh, googling. So he he finished this season, then Seb went to Red Bull, right? The next yeah. year. Yeah. Yep. And, and then uh, he stayed for basically half of the season. Then he was like, oh, okay. so bad he was. And uh, Algar Suari replaced him. And actually, on the replacement, yeah, yeah 2009 <laughs> season was a mess for, for Toro Rosso because they had uh Bourdais and Boemi, both Sebastians, so yeah. it's like it's kind of hard to <laughs> they were both SBs, it was tough yeah. to identify them and to both so, terrible, so, yeah. <laughs> so, the, the race, the race yeah. starts uh under the safety car, uh, and and it should have because there was so much rain, it's yeah. very, very slick uh conditions. And uh, then Jamie, your boy uh, Seb jumps out to an early lead. You know, what you know, kind of what, what did you see with with Seb uh, there? It was a little bit, oh, what's the word? Um, sort of it set the tone for what he was going to do at Red Bull. You know, he just blew yeah. it away. It was my, like Mercedes the last few seasons, you know, they get that lead and it's gone. Yep. He never looked like they were going to catch him. I think he had yeah. a two-second lead from Kovalainen after the first lap and then he just yeah. kept pushing and pushing. It's like he five, almost got to pit. five seconds at five laps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He almost got to pit the first time and almost had like a full pit stop gap. I think he ended up coming back yep. out in like fourth yep. and just, you know, took it up very quickly. But he just looked really good, really comfortable in the wet, really comfortable in that car. It, it had – so much speed and it was good through those sort of not the chicanes but those back two corners and it was it was it was much like Max Verstappen this last weekend it was gone uh, oh, as soon as he okay. as soon as he got through the corner. So. <laughs> please, can we can we stick with two thousand eight, please? <laughs> well, what I what I did love that Seb he's out front and he's still pushing. He almost spins out. He's yeah. he's. Yeah. In the lead, comfortably, still pushing. I mean, I I love that that uh, racer heart there. That and the, and this is the kind of race that being in front of everyone else definitely played an advantage because yes. the amount of spray yeah. the drivers awesome. were getting on the first laps was no 
Yeah. So scary. Like even on the onboard cameras, it was like tough to see anything. Yeah. So he definitely, yeah, definitely had an advantage that. And then uh, your buddy Physical Jamie, <laughs> he, he pulled the Leclerc and crashed the Coulthard. They were fighting for a position. Then I was like, Physical just decides to not break in one of the turns and yeah. crash into Coulthard. Uh, <laughs> then he keeps going because the the the, the, the wing uh, it wasn't completely broken, but. Uh, in one of these straights, it just goes under the the, the yeah. tires, and then the car just like loses control and <laughs> crashes. Uh, but you know, it's like, what are you doing? You know. Uh, speaking of cool thirds, it was his last season. No. Oh right, right. <laughs> yeah, he, he retired <laughs> after uh, after this season. Yeah, because um, he's he's the old man at this time, right? When when he's yeah. in uh, at Red Bull. It never accomplished anything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the greatest and, for a long greatest time. second driver of all time, right? Great. Yeah. I was gonna say that the the the, the role model second driver of Formula <laughs> One was retired. Never achieved anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clip that. <laughs> and uh, you know, there's there's some good battles uh, early on, and and we see uh Massa and Rosberg uh have uh, have a good battle early on and and as you said uh Rosberg is in in the Williams here and uh it's the 500th race uh for Williams uh at this time which is uh, which is hard to believe so they're in this yeah. race so Rosberg and Massa are going after each other and then you 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 hear um uh Martin Brundle say um you know, hey, I'm surprised uh, uh, Rosberg didn't give Massa a little nerf there. You know, they didn't just kind of <laughs> bump him a little bit. And and I think actually Nico was probably sur- more surprised that he didn't nerf someone a la Austria 2016 because <laughs> I mean, now now we know that that's, that's his MO is to just not yeah. turn in corners and just run into uh, people, particularly both. Lewis. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so – you mentioned the uh, 500 uh, race for Williams, and one of the shots it was to me was pretty emblematic. Was seeing Frank Williams there and actively mm-hmm. involved with the race. It was so nice yeah, to yeah. see him, you know, like uh, still in relatively good shape, uh, yeah. managing that team. You know, so that that was a good uh, you know memory that, that to see. Yeah. And in, in this era with uh, with these cars, they, they seem to to have been built completely different than than the current generation of cars they seem to be very strong very <laughs> robust they hit the curbs so hard they they are launching the cars over the curbs they're they're hitting them and and maybe yeah. it's a factor of tire construction and just the way that the the uh the the underbody the the under tray is made and the barge boards that allowed them to do it and and they can't do it yep. now but but you see at one point i think it's around lap 39 Lou Lewis, he hits the curb and you know it's all four wheels in the air doing a jump over and and everybody's doing it you know it's not it's not like a, a one-off thing you yeah, can see yeah. almost every lap people are doing this yeah the, they were just attacking yeah. and like i said like the 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 cars they, they seem they were small but they seem so much bigger they 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 they, they, they seem like a truck you know they could do whatever they wanted and mm-hmm. and no no problems and yeah and even yeah. for a uh uh a rain race, they were attacking pretty hardly on the yeah, yeah. Uh, on the curbs. So that was that was interesting. I didn't remember yeah. that, but I guess <laughs> the, the whole package can can sustain the, the damage. And and I remember so a few years before they would do those super duper slow mo uh, uh, 
capture yeah. of, of, you know, people jumping over curves and, you know, watching the, the tire walls flex and stuff. I, I don't think there was any in this particular broadcast, yeah. but you certainly yeah. see people jumping curves and, um, you know, so as, uh, as the, the race goes on, you see a lot of, uh, a lot of people attacking, going really hard. Um, the thing that, that you, that you sort of notice since there's a, all the focus on Hamilton from the broadcast is that he does better as the track starts to dry. So it's extremely wet at the beginning. Um, and then the track starts to dry out. And so, uh, the speculation is that he was, he was going for a, a dry, dry weather setup, you know, that he was trying to quickly get to the intermediates and then potentially even the, the slicks, uh, at some point. Mm-hmm. And and the announce again, just to beat on the announcers a, a little bit more. I mean, <laughs> they they have no idea what what's going oh, no. on. But yeah, and, and and again, total focus on on him. But uh, so they're building it up as you know, he is going to make this miraculous uh, you know podium finish and potentially even a win uh, from fifteenth place, which uh, did, didn't exactly pan out. But. Um, it- yeah, and even at the and even at the pits, right? They would say, "Oh, those uh, rain tires are blistering," and the camera was right on the tire. You couldn't see anything. You didn't see anything. It's like, what the fuck are they talking about? You know, like just stick to race. But like, it's, speaking of pits, right? Uh, Ferrari completely fought Massa's race. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they pitted too early. They put him back yeah. on, on, on traffic. You know, he he started in sixth. He finished in sixth. Like in a race that uh, Hamilton blew through the the midfield, and and Ferrari was one of the best cars, if not the best cars in the grid. Like they just literally fought with Massa's race, yeah. and yeah. you know he Massa didn't help himself. I think he 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 get he, he kept getting stuck behind cars and couldn't pass them. Uh, I'm 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 thinking they had a more of a dry setup and that had hampered the, the yeah uh, or- the performance of the car. At a but, at a minimum, they were very conservative, right? That they they were right. they were thinking, okay, Hamilton is not going to make up any any time, and so you know, let's just be conservative. But yeah. you know, they, there was no reaction, right? When they no. see Hamilton starting to come yeah. up through the field, they didn't react and try to to do something different. They just kept with you know whatever their their race was. And again, Hamilton was just a young young boy, right? We we knew some of the, uh, the his capabilities because he almost won the previous championship, but he was still relatively young. So yep. uh, uh, reaction like this, you know, like he was still unknown, you know. Yep. So it was a uh, uh, yeah, Ferrari completely missed the boat on this one. Yep. Um, one highlight for me of the race was the great Mark Webber spinning like two or three times. No. <laughs> <laughs> introducing the Australian lineage of like mediocre uh, drivers, starting with Weber and then going on Ricardo. Hey, we, we uh, have our own Australian mediocre, right, Jamie? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we had a good driver back in the day, Alan Jones. You remember him? Just saying, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> they just haven't that. carried on his name. So. <laughs> that was uh, kind of funny just to see him doing what Weber does, just just yeah. spinning around. Typical Weber. Yeah, yeah. Great, great position in a race. Spin around and end up five positions back. Like, yeah. Well, so. so- yeah, the, I was going to say that you know, the, speaking of mediocre, Coulthard is is actually the first person to go to intermediates, yep. and uh, and then we find that well, with twenty eight laps to go, the intermediates become as fast as the full wet tires. So that yeah. that that it was the crossover point at about twenty twenty three laps to go. It's fifty three uh, total. And who who was the first one with the uh, you know, balls to go and put on winters? 
You got it. The genius. <laughs> Alonso, my boy. Gets on that gets on that crappy Renault car. Tells the team, put me on winters. I need to do something because at that point, you know, he had nothing to lose. And, and come to realize, and that makes me sad, most of Alonso's career, it's like he has nothing to lose. He needs to do something. And then you see how much of a good driver he is because he can extract, you know, water out of like stones here because he just puts the Renault up there. You know, it was a crappy season, crappy car, and he says, put, put me on inters, you know? Yeah. Like, what's the worst can happen? We know he won't score any points. So he goes there, he gets on inters, he starts doing some good laps, and then he sets the trend for the next wave of pit stops. Because right? yeah. then after that, you know, Hamilton goes and stops, uh, Raikkonen and Massa, everyone goes uh, into inters. So, yeah, he definitely set the stage for the last, you know, maybe you know, third or fourth of the race. You know, the, the thing that made me uh, really happy about both both qualifying and the race is uh, this helps prove my theory that Jensen Button is the most overrated driver of our lifetime. I mean, oh, he, didn't, they didn't even mention Button in the didn't, race. Didn't even mention yeah. I think he finishes like 19th in this race. I mean, he just does horrendous. I have no idea how, you know, you know, it's, it's, so it just, this race helps you realize how much he just lucked into that Braun GP ride, you know, by <laughs> taking less money and just being the only person available to, to drive it. Uh, but most well, overrated actually, uh, driver of our lifetime for sure. No, no, even available, right. That they just kept the same drivers. Yeah. Because it was Barrichello and Bunt just literally kept the same but drivers. I think he had to take a big pay cut. I, oh, I think he yeah. took a lot, Both a lot less money. Both of them, uh, uh, but yeah, they, they don't even mention him, uh, at all. And just, I mean, and just think a year later, you know, he's, he's, uh, successfully fighting for, uh, for a championship. So a lot can change. And, you know, when you have a great car and a mediocre driver, sometimes, uh, good things happen. Hey, don't get started because all the fans are going to be like, Oh, you are you saying that Hamilton is not good? Maybe. Who knows? We're not saying anyway. That. Anyway, podium. Yeah. How does this, uh, race finishes? So the the podium, it, brace brace yourself for this. The podium is Vettel, Kovalainen, Kubisa, and and the thing that's I mean Kubisa in eleventh is is what he said. He started eleventh and finished his driver player. of the day. He's driver, the driver of the day. Yep. Driver of the day, without a doubt. Without he's the doubt. driver of the day, and like just, low key, right? Because again, like yeah. I think I heard his name one or two times during the race because of the awful you know broadcast. Uh, yeah, but like he went up the field so good and managed the no his races and tire and fuel so good that you now he put his uh, BMW uh, up there. Yeah, uh, to me he was driver of the day. Vettel and Kovalainen, no, great job by Vettel, but also Kovalainen he kept his second spot. He started in second, yeah. he finished yeah. in second. You know, um, again, people thought he was gonna be good. You know. Uh, he he displayed some early you know potential which never panned out but you know it was an interesting podium for sure uh, people also praising Kubica for for being there he was actually just a couple of years older than the Vettel so he did have potential yeah fucking rally accident pissing me <laughs> off but you know he, he showed hey he was capable uh, Raikkonen got got the fastest lap on I think yeah. the last lap right yeah yeah the he, very last lap yeah. yeah. Too bad there was no points for that, but <laughs> yeah, uh, it yeah, it's just it's just for pride at that point. Which I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm a little surprised that they didn't 
they, they must not have allowed Seb to go for it because I think he was on intermediates at the end. So, I mean, he, yeah. he could, he probably could have went for it if, uh, if he wanted to, but I'm, I'm guessing that they told him to, to just relax and, you know, take the win. Seb um, was definitely managing the car and yeah. say what he want, but he was managing the car perfectly. They, like they he was, he knew, he knew when to push, he knew when to, to save everything. There was a point in the last 10 laps that Kovalainen started to, to close on him. Like, he went suddenly from 11 to 9 seconds. And I was like, oh, shit. It's, no, it's going to happen. And then all of a sudden, uh, Svetl finishes 12 seconds ahead of, of Kovalainen. So he, mm-hmm. did, he did have something on the tank that he was managing. And he just showed how much of a good you know, race strategist he is. You know, yeah. being able to manage all of that. So he, he becomes the youngest post-seater and winner. Uh, in Formula One, and is this still the uh, the record, or did someone break the record already? I don't think you know? Max Verstappen broke the record. Uh, I thought I thought he did, definitely for winner. For uh, winner, uh, and I think I think Verstappen must have uh, have broken both. I'm sure you know some of the Verstappen stands will uh, will let yeah. us know on Twitter, but I think Verstappen may have broken both of those. But that yeah. Um, but yeah, I, well, so would, I wouldn't be surprised. But it was amazing at the time. Yeah. I mean, when when you see hmm. Seb uh, on the the, the post race interview, I mean, he look his body looks like a, a tennis racket. He's got this giant head <laughs> and like the skinny skinny little little body there. I mean, uh, Jamie, you you were gonna say uh, how much you love uh, Seb winning this race. No, I was going to say that um, we talk about the engine management. They made a point to note, like note that it was um, the second race that they'd used the same engine in yeah. for the Toro Rosso, so he was managing it. And I'm like, wow, it's just totally different to what we deal yeah. with today. But I'm just like <laughs> two races in and they're worried about the engine going down. But yeah, like you said, it, it dropped in the lead and then he just pulled it back out again. It was just yeah. very impressive. Yeah. And, you know, you, you can't help but kind of like the guy back then. Even Martin Brundle said he's given a bad name to drivers with – you know, he shakes the hand of people asking questions. Thanks for the yep. question. And he was just yeah. a really nice guy. And you still see it now. He is a genuinely good, fun guy to talk to and do interviews with. Like, hopefully he'll come on our show. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he is, uh, like you said, he was skinny and young, but also full of red hair, right? His hair, all oh, yeah. long, <laughs> yeah. long hair. It's, uh, it, it was nice. Like, uh, it was nice to see that the post-race interview and, you know, Seeing him talking, he's so mature, you know, for his age. As was Lewis. I think they, they have different styles, mm-hmm. but both mm-hmm. like you can see like Vettel is polished and you know like he he speaks English very well and he's uh, very methodical and he knows how to express himself. And Lewis as well, he he expresses himself very well, but he's very like raw, talented driver. Yeah. You know, it's like more like let's go. You know, but both had that will to win and, you know, both proved that they were very good. But yeah, one thing that, just one thing, just to wrap up and then I'll shut up. But like, uh, on that post-race interview, fucking Kovalainen, as much as he was doing well, he looks like a douche. He, looks like, he just looks like an asshole. You know, I don't know why, but he just like his face, like just smile a little bit. I don't know. He just came second in a Grand Prix, like, yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not excited at all, you know, that he qualified second, finished second. And, um, I, I wanted to say about Seb, you know, th- this solidified that, you know, that he was going to go to the, the big uh, the brother team 
yeah. the next year, right? They, this solidified his his spot, really. I mean, he he had performed well. He may have still gotten it, um, but you know, a, this dominating weekend, you know, doing well in practice, mm. pole, winning, all of that kind of says, okay, th- he's definitely going to uh, to Red Bull, and and so that that shapes his whole career. Uh, around yeah. this so it's it's kind of it's kind of nice to think about you know they it, complete focus on you know one weekend to maximize what you can do can really change uh, your whole weekend so um yeah i think a lot of young drivers uh, could could find uh, some wisdom in here and what uh, seb did yeah. is you know you make the most of, of when you have a, a a chance and and it just breeds mm-hmm. more chances for you yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Coulter uh, was planning to retire already. I don't know if Red Bull was, uh, you know, had made official for uh, Vettel that he was going to the big team, but he definitely left a good impression. Definitely showed that he could, uh, he should be on the the bigger team. Yeah, yeah. You you wouldn't leave a talent like that f- floundering, you know, on on the 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 smaller team, right? I mean, so there's uh, there's definitely something to you know. <laughs> <God here. laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, he got, he got bounced down, right? Russell. <laughs> My thing is, but if that if that was modern day Red Bull, they would have made the change straight after that. Oh race. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, they would have like, both drivers. Like, get out of here, Weber yep. and Coulter. <laughs> Give me two new people. I mean, it could it, it could have been Alonso and, and, and Vettel, like the the duel for that that team. Could have been. What could have been? Well, yeah. it it was uh yeah not not the most exciting race, but still a lot of cool stories there. Yeah. Uh, and to get uh, Seb's no, first yeah. win, first pole. All right. Uh, last thoughts, Jamie. Any any anything to wrap up? Um, just a funny attempted joke that Brundle had. Um, McLaren's day was meant to have a Kovalainen. and boom boom. He even said boom boom <laughs> after he said that. <laughs> he even <laughs> said. <laughs> he knew uh, it was that bad. <laughs> Yeah, and so yeah, the, those jokes haven't gotten better. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> the, the all Italian team won, right? Toro Rosso, yeah. Yeah. former minority with Ferrari engine, won in Italy. They actually at that point was were in front of Red Bull, uh, yeah. twenty seven to twenty six points. It was yeah. actually the first Red Bull uh, race victory at all, like from yeah, because they don't even both don't teams. Yeah. Year yeah. So uh, yeah, this the highlight. I think it was pretty exciting. A lot of party going on after that race. I bet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and but, I think yeah, even even Seb mentioned uh, that, that there was only like a hundred and sixty some employees or something uh, at that yeah, time. Yeah, pretty so small. Team. Pretty small. Uh, so, yeah, I'm sure they had a good time. All right, it was very exciting. Thanks for for choosing this one, guys. Uh, it's always nice to see those old races. I enjoyed. Uh, hopefully, everyone else enjoys. Yeah. <laughs> if you liked, please, you know, leave us a review, like subscribe, like whatever. Like if you are yep. watching, leave a comment. If you're listening on on podcast, leave us a, a, a rate. Five star uh, review. Yeah, five star review. Like ping us on on Twitter. Do your thing. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. See you later.